you were talking to guys who had built boiler rooms, like in the Wolf of Wall Street, just rooms full of people who make mm-hmm. calls. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to build a boiler room. And then you started just hiring salespeople. Yeah, it was not, it was not really um, an overnight thing. Um, I was, I was um, working on the script and on the selling from day one, actually. I was um, paying attention to was um, big time pain, the pain of the customer, how to rub that in, how to build <laughs> contrast in the sales script, because um, you can only experience emotions if you set them in contrast. Because if you live in an, in, on a polypocket island for seven years, I mean, you don't know what's, what it is to be sad anymore. And if you remember being sad, you can only then enjoy being happy again, right? So this was for us because um, we needed to come up with a generic version. Because some people, some clients are not really unhappy right now. Some are not really experiencing pain. Some are just indifferent, which are the most annoying. Some are happy with their services. Um, so, and we were... My goal was, and I was um, thinking that I could come up with a script that could actually be used by everyone by just reading mm. and um, triggering those emotions, turning them, influencing them and into my direction and into um, maybe a purchase decision or just uh, to a way where people wouldn't be angry or offended if we try to close multiple times and then just, just, just recycle them and call them over and over again. This was um, the biggest challenge, actually. And finding the the real guys. I met a friend back then who was working as a broker. Oh, his father was buying um, gold mines, metal mines, uh, silver mines, and stuff like that. And then they were selling shares. They they could buy shares of a gold mine for for let's say just as a random example, I, shares of a gold mine for twelve euros per share. And they mm. could sell them for like sixteen euros mm. and would get a commission of like ten or, or eight euros per share they sold. And this is basically their job. They, they, they just bought something, they found someone and told you, you have this, this kind of shares. You want to sell them for eight, we sell them for 14 and the difference is our commission. Or we get even more commission because if they want to sell shares for eight, you can still share, uh, sell shares for 10, forward them six and live off the difference. This is what they did basically. It was more like a trading station. And they would have... Predictive dialers, this is where I learned that those, those things and those techniques exist. Predictive dialers, yeah. basically a machine which will dial numbers for you before you actually know. And yeah. if you hang up one call, you get automatically, uh, automatically connected to the other call, which is already, uh, already dialed in. So you can't not be on the phone, right? If you hang up, it connects you automatically to the next guy, to the next lead. Without you knowing if it's a recycled lead, if it's a new lead, if you've been talking to him again, uh, already all you see is that your CRM pops up and it gives you all this client information, previous um, correspondence, emails and stuff like that, which would then pop up while the machine was trying to reach out this client. It was amazing. And they would have um, this boiler room setups. Mm-hmm. And they, and the first thing they learn and they emphasize is the payment because those guys in the boiler room who would actually produce sales, get a place, get it uh, installed. Apart from the Predictive dialers, what I didn't really consider then was all this uh, hardware infrastructure shit that you actually need mm-hmm. to, to have as well, right? Because you don't, you don't see this uh, if you have no one consulting you because we uh, certain, uh, at one point we needed servers, we needed technique, we needed um, consolidated communication models and stuff like that, connection between CRM and those dialers. It was um, shit, basically. So then I decided to... Figure, find someone who's done that, 
right? Banks wouldn't really take me serious back then. <laughs> so getting a loan was possible. I did get a loan to buy more leads. Yeah, I was using other people's money at that point already. But for my biggest purpose in this boiler room, I couldn't get the money. I couldn't raise it because banks wouldn't believe me and wouldn't believe in the system or in the um, in my business plan, actually. And they said this will not work. They have seen boiler rooms be successful and um, die. And they said this was 30 years ago already. <laughs> and they said it's not, it's not um, cutting edge technology, not, not the current way of doing sales, right? So, but yeah, I proved them wrong in the long run. Um, I went out and find uh, and tried to, to raise money from investors and uh, search for specific investors, not exactly for, not necessarily for all the money I needed. Money was secondary, but for the experience of someone mm. who has actually done that in the past and built that. And I found myself a really, really good angel on angel.co. Met him in person before we actually uh, talked uh, about this stuff. We built a lot of rapport. He told me what he did and he was working for uh, different IT companies mm. which have been able to get billion dollar revenues. He was mm. there from, from the early days. He's an early stage investor. So he did, he's, not, he's never founding, but he invests in companies that he believes in. And there's been more than one company that he was involved with, which uh, achieved more than a billion dollars in revenue. I mean, it does not mean that they have been really successful because those have been like fundraising companies and they would get evaluations of all kinds of stuff. And the more a company can raise the, the higher the evaluation. So it's not really that important of a metric. But for me, it was important enough because I was struggling like um, a new fish in the pond without real directions, right? And I wanted him to actually help me build the stuff. Well, he then invested. We got all the stuff handled. He took over the, the boiler room stuff, the boiler room strategy with all those negotiations, with all the installation, mm -hmm. with all the hardware, with all the management and stuff. And we would have like um, daily conversations, like those, those stand-up meetings, 10, 15 minutes a day in the office. Because then we had an office, we would always be there like every day. He has been there for the first weeks until the system was up and running. And for the optimization, he was not really present physically, right? So he would mm. be on the, on, on the, on the landline talking to, uh, to staff and talking to me and stuff. 